your friends will show up for you, whether you ask them to or not. And people that are not your friends, you will learn. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And and with this journey, um, your friends are going to change. Your circle's going to change. Because with elevation, a lot of times comes separation. But it also comes with God preparing a whole new place for you. Hey there, I'm Erica Pope the curator and host of Boss Moves, a series dedicated to highlighting women on the rise. Get the real deal on what it's like to be at the top, be on your way to the top, and even getting started. I'm talking the good, the bad, and the really bad. Here on this show, we don't sugarcoat a thing. We keep it 100% honest and share our truths. From good and bad advice, poor decisions, and unbelievable achievements, we are about the real tea, sis. Stay tuned. All right, let's give a warm welcome to Kimberly Dobine, the founder of Passion Popular. It is a style blog not only dedicated to uplifting women externally with the way they look, but by also curating conversations that uplift them internally. She also is the producer of a new summit called the Fashion and Beauty Summit. Very excited to talk to you about that as well. And of course, she's a loving wife and mother to her beautiful daughter. We're so excited to have you here on the Boss Moves podcast today, Kimberly. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Um, Thank you so much for having me, Erica. Um, Yes, again, my name is Kimberly Dobine. Um, I am the founder of the Passion Popular Fashion and Beauty Summit. Um, We are in our third year. We just had our third annual Fashion and Beauty Summit in the city of Detroit. And we're just excited about everything that's going on. There have been so many businesses and entrepreneurs birthed from this summit. Um, There have been so many women that have been able to take their businesses to the next level by attending and just being a part of our community. So with Passion Popular, we just really want to make sure that women know that they're supported, that they're valued, that they're loved, and more importantly, that they can look fabulous and be fabulous and be their true and authentic selves in the process. So um, I started uh, Passion Popular back in 2013, so it's been about six years now, and it was just a blog. Um, it was just a lifestyle blog, um, a, actually a personal style blog that I started Um, just because I was tired of my friends asking me for fashion tips. And so I was like, I'm going to do a blog. You guys can go there and read everything and then leave me alone. Right. (laughs) And so it actually just turned into something way bigger than what I even expected um, with women wanting a little bit more. So we started um, hosting our first set of um, events back in 2016. And we just would have small events at different um, boutiques and beauty salons and and beauty bars and spas. And we would always curate the conversation around entrepreneurship or around self-care or around anything that the women wanted to talk about. And so from there, it just kind of grew. And um, that's where the Fashion and Beauty Summit was birthed because everybody wanted just a little bit more. You know, the two-hour mm-hmm. events were cool, but they were looking for a bit more. And so, you know, um, we put together a carefully curated um, day that has since turned into a weekend full of impactful information regarding um, scaling your business, um, protecting your business, um, beauty tutorials. 
um, from hair, natural hair to makeup, um, all the way to just praying over your business. So we've just um, have been excited about the growth and are super excited about what's to come. That's so awesome. So you talked about how it started off as a blog. So you pretty much took something that was of interest to you and obviously Mm -hmm. to your friends, created a blog and were able to build it into a business. How is there something that specifically happened that made you know that this is more than just a a hobby or something that you just enjoy doing, but you're absolutely able to monetize um, this and turn it into an actual business? Absolutely. Well, I've always been the girl that loved hosting events, one. And two, I always loved supporting other friends who had businesses. And so I was always the girl that would do events just in my home. Mm -hmm. So if you had a business, I would invite my friends over. We'd have drinks, food. We'd laugh, talk, you know, do what I would call cupcakes and conversation. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'd have somebody doing a pop-up. I've had literally events in my apartment when I lived in Atlanta where my friend had an online boutique. And she would just set up all her clothes and we would laugh, talk, eat and shop. Mm. Um, I've done it for people who, you know, had businesses, you know, like with, whether it was like, you know, a network marketing business like Mary Kay or, you know, maybe they're selling, um, you know, uh, pleasure, you know, right. toys. Right. <laughs> and so that was always kind of like something that I never shied away from hosting because I always felt like, if there's anything I can do to support someone that I I know or that I love, you know, I'm going to do that. And so that's always been a gift of mine and bringing women together. Um, but I knew there was something more out of these for Passion Popular when women kept reaching out and saying, right. they loved the community of women. Everyone was so positive. Everyone was so great. You're great. Can we do something else? And it just became this thing where it was like, well, would you ever consider doing a weekend or would you ever consider, you know, you know, doing a larger event or would you ever consider bringing this speaker? And so because the need was there and because women felt like I could, you know, in some way, shape or form facilitate this, I said, you know what? All right, God, what is it that you want me to do? And the crazy part about it was um, God had already placed it in my heart. Uh, probably around 2015, but I just kind of, you know, put it on the back burner. I was like, ah, you know, I'm getting married. I don't really have time for that. It was just something that I was prayerful about, but I said, when it's time, you know, I'll do it. And so because it was that consistent need um, that, you know, appeared to be something women in Detroit specifically needed. I said, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and do it. Worst case scenario is no one shows up and I never have to do it again. And, you know, fortunately people showed up. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, you know, um, this can be a business. And so that's really what it turned into me having a love for relationship building um, and helping women in whatever way that I can has since turned into something where I've been able to not only um, call it a business or, you know, have it be my business, but it's become my purpose. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just really um, inspired by the women who have been able to take their businesses to another level and just happy to be, you know, a little part of that part of their journey. Yeah. So you actually said something that I think is key is 
that you just went ahead and did it. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us young women have insecurities about our vision and the -hmm. world doesn't necessarily always support Uh our visions because we're women, especially black women. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important to to call that out, that you question even yourself for a moment, if this is something that could work, but instead of allowing that potential insecurity to overshadow what this could become, you went ahead and just said, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. Because nothing but understanding and learnings could come from something that maybe didn't work out the way that you expected. So I think that's that's key. So I want to back up just a bit, Kimberly. Did so do you work on Passion Popular full time or do you still have a different uh, source of income for your, your, I guess, day to day work? Yep. So I, a lot of people did not know this, but full time for the last six years um, in the mortgage industry um, mm-hmm. and in finance. So I've always had a full time job. Okay. So I was doing this as well as my business, but this year, um, in September, September 20th, to be exact, um, I resigned from my full-time position, um, not because, you know, I felt like my business was booming, and it was time to quit, but because I'm a mother now. Mm. And so there were specific things that my family required of me in this season of my life. So mm-hmm. I decided in September to focus solely on my business, um, using the resources, the tools, and the knowledge that I've poured into so many other women, women, and applying it to you know my baby, my business, um, and being you know a little bit more hands on and available to my daughter, um, and that's really the the purpose or the whole reason that I started this business in the first place was to be able to put myself in position to have certain freedoms, um, to put myself into position to, you know, be able to continue to help others and also have income for myself. So um, just recently this year, so I'm a a brand new full-time entrepreneur, but Mm -hmm. I have always stressed you know, keeping your full-time job because that has ultimately been, you know, my bank. Yeah. My job has been my resource. That's been my capital to put on these, these big events. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I can have an event. It's going to be nothing. The type of events that I do and the scale in which I'm trying to do them costs thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And depending on the market that you're in, sometimes it could cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. So yeah, I've never shied away from hard work, waking up at 5 a.m. if I needed to or staying up until 5 a.m. until I got everything done. But yeah, I've always worked a full time job. So now in this season, I am still working a full time job. It's just motherhood um, is you know, that full-time job for me, but I still have clients. Um, I'm still planning other events here in the city of Detroit for Passion Popular. But yes, I've always had a full-time job. It literally wasn't until, wait, maybe three weeks before my Fashion and Beauty Summit that I resigned. <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've always had a job, but I think yeah, that we're, we're in it. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, and I'm glad I asked you that question because you always hear nowadays the trend of people leaving their job and just do going full on entrepreneur that I've been one of the few um, people that preach about keeping your full time job. 
as yes. you approach entrepreneurship, because I think that too many of us don't realize and recognize the work and the amount oh, yes. of money it takes to keep a business yes. afloat. And if you make that decision too soon and not really put a strategy behind you leaving your job, you'll find that you'll never be able to take your business to the next level because you Absolutely. didn't prepare properly. Absolutely. So I, I, Opponent and supporter of people juggling the two um, in a healthy way, of course. But I think that um, this trend of drop everything and become an entrepreneur has got to have some more balance to it. So I absolutely, I love absolutely, and I've that. always, I'm, I'm like you, I've always preached keeping a full time job. I tell people, I used to tell people on every panel I spoke on when they would bring up entrepreneurship, I would say, I love going to the doctor. I enjoy going to the dentist every six months. I enjoy <laughs> benefits. You right. know what I'm saying? My dad is old school. He used to say, he used to have this saying, I'm not here for the money. I'm here for the benefits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's always kind of been my thing with me keeping a job. I enjoyed having, you know, my own money to put aside for whatever I wanted to do um, and not be in a situation where I'm struggling, so to speak. Nobody is where they want to be. I don't think anybody that's pushing towards greatness or pushing towards building a business is exactly where they want to be in every sense of the word. Right. So we're all, you know, putting forth the effort to get to that point, but it's going to take sacrifice. And for me, for six years plus, you know, it's been my sacrifice. But now, like I said, you know, there were just some things that um, it was time for me to, to leave that position. And I told my husband, I'll probably start looking for something else. But he's like, you don't have to do that. You know, I really want you to focus on your business. And so it's, it's a blessing to have the support mm-hmm. of my spouse that can see the work, the money, the resources and everything that I've invested into my business that will say, you know what, you can do this keep it going. You know, it's a blessing to um, keep in perspective that it's okay to do both. Right. And, you know, I'm with you on that culture of quitting your job. Some people that I'm like, you need to quit your job. Right. If you're making half a million dollars plus in your business, (laughs) it's safe to say you're okay. Yeah. (laughs) I have a dear friend. She literally makes over half a million dollars within her her retail, online retail business. And she still works And a lot of people don't know that, but she's like, you know, I like putting my full-time job money into a 401k, you know, those are things that we don't think about in entrepreneurship. That's key. And I preach that a lot is setting your life up to have the choice to stay where you want to be and leave where you don't. And um, it sounds like you did that. All right, it's time for our Women on the Move segment, where we seek to highlight women making moves worth talking about. On this episode of Women on the Move, I'd like to highlight Aleya Bundles. Not only is she a public speaker, skilled MC, an award-winning journalist and author, she is also the great-great-granddaughter of the late Madame C.J. Walker. She has made it her life's mission to keep her family's legacy alive. Recently, Netflix produced an exclusive miniseries inspired by her book, On Her Own Ground, The Life and Times of Madame C.J. Walker. 
This series brought millions to the TV screen to relive the making of an important staple in history. I am happy that networks are creatively telling these stories on the big screen. We need more of it. Kudos to Aleya for pushing her family's legacy well into the 21st century. about is this whole idea of the power of support mm -hmm. I've seen you talk about it I've seen on you have a programming called pink kisses mm -hmm. or something like that yeah. I, I saw you guys did a whole uh, you know conversation around getting the support of your friends and your village mm -hmm. and I just wanted to kind of re-spark that conversation because it's something even with myself being an entrepreneur um wondering the balancing act of what you're expectations you're putting on your circle right and and not over exploiting your village but yep. also you know requiring that the people that you surround yourself are supportive of the things that you do so absolutely. I think that's a powerful conversation absolutely and I thought that we could talk about that and how you're managing those expectations from your support team absolutely so I believe that every season of your life um, is going to come with a lot of growth, a lot of perspective, and a lot of changes. And so for me, in this season of my life, support goes multiple ways. So mm. while I don't expect all of my friends to support every single thing I do, I do expect my friends and my village to respect what I do. Um, right. I think a lot of times when people don't have an understanding of what it is that you're doing, how you're doing it, they try to downplay or not necessarily belittle, but make light of the change that you're making um, within your community or within your business. And so for me in this season right now, I honestly don't care who supports me anymore. I don't. Um, at this point, I just want you to respect who I am as a businesswoman and what it is I'm doing. See, before, you know, I always um, would expect my friends to support me, whether that was prayer, whether that was reposting something I was doing or, you know, tagging people or just commenting, you go girl, um, or buying a ticket or supporting, even if they couldn't, you know, purchase a ticket, whatever way they wanted to support. I always valued that, um, because mm -hmm. I, I, I think that's who I am as a person. I would, I, I believe in my heart, that's who I am as a person. And I believe that's what other people would tell you about me. Um, but after becoming a mother, after being a wife for four years now, going on five, I think... Congratulations thank, on that. Thank you. I think my perspective has changed quite a bit. And the reality is most people don't know what real support looks like. And most yeah. people have a toxic view of what support is. And so because of that, People can't give you what it is that you need because one, they've never received it. And two, they don't know how to. And you can explain it 
as many times as you can, you know, um, but some people are just not willing to meet you where you are or to even even be considerate of um, what you're doing. And so I'm just at a point, Erica, where I'm just like, I really don't care because there Mm -hmm. is someone who at this point, I've been doing this six years, there was someone out there who sees the value in what I do. Mm -hmm. Too many times people get so caught up in when they hear no. No is not a cuss word. No just means right now I can't. Two Mm -hmm. comes when people pretend like they have no clue about what I do. Then I'm like, okay, that's where I kind of draw the line because I'm like, when, when you call someone your friend, you at least want to have an understanding of what it is they do, what it is they're passionate about or what it is, you know, they feel is their purpose in life. And so I just have learned over time that your friends will show up for you, whether you ask them to or not. And people that are not your friends, you will learn and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and with this journey, um, your friends are going to change. Your circle's going to change because with elevation, a lot of times comes separation, but it also comes with God preparing a whole new place for you. And so everyone in your life can't go with you in every season of your life. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean they're not purposeful or they weren't purposeful at one point. It just means right now you have to be okay with the, you know, quote unquote loneliness. Um, you have to be okay with whoever chooses to be there for you. That's who's there. And that's just what, um, but I do still think that if you call yourself a friend to someone, I'm not talking about an associate. I'm not talking about a Facebook friend you've never met. I'm talking about if someone is your best friend or someone, you know, you feel, you know, whatever you guys want to call it, a BFF or a close friend or a sister friend, you should support them in whatever way you can. Um, And again, that goes back to my points, my five points. It could be prayer. It could be social media sharing and tagging. It could be telling or referring someone to your friend about their business or what it is they're doing, their event they're having, whatever. Um, It could be purchasing whatever it is that they're selling, or it could be, you know, just a simple text of encouragement. I believe in you. Keep going. I see you. Those are five simple things that any person can do. Honestly, outside of purchasing, it takes nothing to do the other four things. It takes nothing out of my day to pray for you. Nothing. Right. It takes nothing out of my day to text you and say, you go. And I've learned over the years that the people that send me those kind of texts, to me, that means more to me than the people that are actually showing up. Because, you know, everybody that shows up can still not have good intent, you know? So just being mindful of um, the capacity in which people can support you. But this is my issue. And then I'm going (laughs) to give it back to you. My Mm -hmm. issue becomes individuals who expect a high level of support, but do Mm -hmm. not reciprocate. Mm So that is where I kind of draw the line. It's like, I go above and beyond for everyone. If I can't show up, I let you know, um, you know, whether I can, you know, send a gift or, you know, support in some way or share it. I'm going to do whatever it is I can to let you know I still support you, but I just can't be there. 
But there are people that literally expect you to be at everything, show up for them, buy everything, do this, do that. But they don't even call you just to see how you're doing. They don't call to ask you, do you need help with anything? And so for me, when a relationship lacks reciprocity, that is Mm -hmm. where I decide to remove myself. Um, (laughs) And I think that that is so important um, in business and, you know, just regular relationships. There has to be reciprocity on both ends. It doesn't mean if you give me $10,000 that I'm expecting um, or you're expecting me to give you $10,000. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is do what is in your capacity to do. So reciprocity is if I sponsor a thousand dollars for your event, the least you can do is call me and ask me how I'm doing. Um, or the least you can do is share what I'm doing on social media. The least you can do is call and say, Hey friend, do you need any help with setup? Whatever, whatever that looks like. Um, because some people's love language is just giving, you know, Mm -hmm. some people that's their language, but I believe those five love languages are the same in friendship. And so you know your friend's love language, then you begin to accept that love that they're giving you in the capacity in which they know how to give it. But to get nothing? No, I'm sorry. I can't do that. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I think think for me, when it gets kind of murky, when Mm -hmm. it comes to... um, you know, dealing with your friends and the expectations that you might have for them to support is when you feel like they're doing it for like, they're not doing it for a shady reason. Yeah. Um, and that's the problem that I, where I have to start to like deconstruct what's really happening here because I have encountered certain friends that I, like you said, they're fully aware of what I'm doing, but they don't even provide that acknowledgement. Right. Um, And I think when you don't acknowledge something that someone you're close to is doing, it speaks volumes. Um, Mm Yeah. It's like that not speaking about it is actually saying a lot. Exactly. Um, Exactly. And that's, and that's when I start to question our relationship because to me, like you said, a real friend is going to um, know what's going on in your life because they took a genuine interest yes. in what you're doing and yes. what you're passionate about. And you blatantly avoiding a conversation about something that I'm doing and I'm putting myself out there and showing you know, my vulnerability with and right. my passion and all of that. And you don't even say anything about it. That's when I start to say, okay, there, there's definitely something deeper going on and this doesn't align with what my idea of a real friendship is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I now, you know, when it comes to the things that I do, I don't even ask my friends for support. Mm -mm. I just, I put it out there. Mm -hmm. I know that it's there. If they want to support, they will. If they don't, that's fine too. Yeah. I don't even ask people to buy tickets anymore. I don't ask people if they come in. I don't, I I literally don't care. I'm like, you see the flyer just like everybody else does. You see the emails just like everybody else does. It's a choice. Now, 
sometimes I may ask um, a group of friends that are like within the community if they can post or, you know, reshare something like if I'm trying to get a little bit more buzz, because while I have a nice following, I don't have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers like some of my friends. So Mm -hmm. in that instance, I may ask they have one or two choices. They could tell me yes or no. But I'm going to put myself out there and ask because it doesn't hurt me to not ask you know what I mean so right in that instance it's like if they say well no you know want to share okay no problem it doesn't hurt my feelings it doesn't bother me um but that's not me asking them to buy a ticket you know I'm just saying can you post this on your Insta story on your Facebook on your Instagram or whatever um if they say sure you know that's you know helping more people aware of what's going on but outside of that Honey, I don't ask anybody if they can do anything no more. You know, now I do have some friends that are not really big on social media like that that I will text and send the information to. Um, and that's just because if I don't, they wouldn't know either way. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so th- those people, you know, um, I do text and at least let them know. But if they say they can't make it, I don't, you know, I don't worry about it. But it's always beautiful to see um, your friends support you in a way that you don't even expect. You know, I've right. had friends that, you know, shared my events with, you know, their staff at work and they all came. You know, I've had friends that lived out of state that were like, I'm just coming because I want to support my friend. Like that is huge to me. So so it's like, I just tell people, if you stay consistent with what you do, people will support you in the right time. And right. there's always, as long as you're doing what you're doing, there's always going to be an opportunity for them to support you. So just right. because they haven't supported you yet, doesn't mean that they won't. And, and to be honest, most people don't have it like they pretend to have it, you know, on social right. I think the misconception is everybody's rich. Everybody's living their best life. <laughs> most people are extremely miserable. Most people are depressed. Most people are not living the life they truly want. You know, you see a highlight reel of someone's life right. on social media. So people can be going through anything in their lives. They could be, you know, going through, you know, a bad breakup. They could be dealing with losing a loved one. They could be dealing with losing a job, anything. And so I try worry too much about somebody's more so when they have the opportunity to support me they will now you know 10 years down the line you know someone calls themselves my friend and they've never supported anything then of course yeah I'm gonna (laughs) reevaluate that friendship but by then we probably wouldn't even be friends anyway you know what I mean because I can truly say people the people that I call friend have all supported me in some way, shape, or form. And the people that did not or did not reciprocate in the way in which, um, you know, I found, uh, you know, deemable or whatever word it is you're trying to use, you know, our, our relationship has evolved. And then there are certain people that have supported me to no end, but now this is not their season to be supportive. You know, you can't drain a well dry, you know, So I try not to, you know, bother the same people over and over. It's like, okay, she's done enough. He's done enough. Let's keep it moving. You know, we have to get to a place where we're comfortable with doing things on our own um, and allowing people to support when when they have the capacity to support. Um, But again, I still say if somebody is your close friend, 
they should be supporting you. Even if that's taking tickets at your event, or even if that's, you know, calling to pray with you before, but there are so many ways to show your friends and your family. You know, I have a cousin that listens to every business idea I have. I just sit and ramble on the phone with her. She's like, Mm -hmm. okay, okay. Well, tell me when you're going to do it, girl. You know, that's, that's the way she supports me. And I appreciate that. So, right. Yeah, just being cognizant of that, um, I think is, you know, just the key. And after that, you know, you're good to go. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think, um, and like you said, we have to be willing to look back at some of the toxic learnings that we've mm-hmm. taken on yes. over generations and stopping them. And until that happens, you'll have to understand that everyone is just not where you're at mentally. That's right. Um so yeah, that that's that's good. Um and I think like you said, being cognizant of not constantly going to the same people for support. Yes. Because you don't do as I said, exploit your village either. Exactly. Um and I think you too by like you said, bring to making sure you you're doing what you're supposed to do to be equally as supportive. I think another piece of this conversation that doesn't get talked about enough is that with this world of social media, we're constantly seeking validation from people. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of this whole conversation of not being supported by your friends is also rooted in secretly wanting to be validated by them. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that if you're truly walking in your purpose and you're doing what you're passionate about, it really shouldn't matter if anybody supports it, you're doing it for yourself and Mm -hmm. the right people are going to rally behind you. So that's why now with me, you know, I definitely recognize those of my the people in my circle who don't necessarily show up all the time or support me in some of the ways that I might feel, you know, could be um, a better way of showing support. But I also have to realize that I'm not doing it for them. So that's if right. They, if maybe it doesn't resonate for them, maybe they don't, you know, it doesn't speak to them the way that I feel that it should. And I'm okay with that. As long as, like I said, it doesn't feel that there's some malicious intent behind the lack of support. Um, Mm -hmm. I try to just focus on my purpose and my purpose is, is this is what I enjoy doing. This is what I want my legacy to be to this universe. So it doesn't matter who rallies behind me or not. I rally behind me. And that's right. um, And so, yeah. So I'm going (laughs) to switch. Uh, shift topics a little bit because you've mentioned it um, a little bit throughout this conversation, but so you're uh, a mom and a wife. And Mm -hmm. so I am actually a newlywed. I am officially a year in now to my marriage. Oh, congratulations. Um, Thanks. Thank you. Um, And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're going through the the beginning stages of marriage, but also talking about, starting a family and then both of us um are entrepreneurs as well so just the thought of juggling all those three it really overwhelms me sometimes so I Mm -hmm. love 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 talking to moms 
because I have a tremendous amount of respect for for mothers in general, but I have a different level of respect for mothers who choose to continue to work, um, whether it be um, at a corporate job or something that they're doing on their own, because I understand that it's already a full time job. Yes. Um, managing a household and um, and raising children. So I just kind of want to pick your brain and I get some understanding and insight of how you do do all those things. And and since we're talking about the support conversation, even within your marriage, because sometimes I, I find that in my marriage, me and my husband both have so many things going on that I don't always feel that he shows up the way I want him to, to support mm-hmm. me or vice versa. But then mm-hmm. I have to, again, take a step back and remind myself, Eric, you're doing a million things. He can't mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. be there for every single one of them and both right. in the same way. So just finding that balance. So I just kind of want to get some understanding from a more seasoned wife <laughs> and, and, and mother of how you're doing it all and doing it so well. So thank you so much for the doing it so well part, because if if you were to ask me, I would say I'm just taking it day by day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I use this analogy all the time. Everyone that will pat, well, cross paths with me or hear me speak at some point will hear this. And I had a director when I was in mortgage banking that used to say to me, eat the elephant one bite at a time. Hmm. Okay. There are so many things that we want to do in life. We are gifted. We are intelligent. We have all of these ideas, these businesses, you know, like you say, you're juggling a million things at one time. And I tell people, eat the elephant one bite at a time. Do what you can do in that moment. And whatever cannot get done will get done when it can. And in my marriage, the way my husband supports me is by loving on me, by encouraging me. I don't expect for my husband to show up to everything. There's no way because he has to go to work. Um, so like my husband works. We That's where we met. We met at work. So He works a million hours a week, but I understand that that's where he needs to be in order for this household. So my expectation of him is one time out of the year, the Fashion and Beauty Summit, he takes that weekend off and he helps me with everything that I need to do. That's my Mm. only requirement. And I think that when you set those type of expectations in your marriage where it's not, um, you know, exhausting your spouse or, you know, taking so much out of them, you know, say, this is the one event that I'm expecting you to be there for, because I literally need your help. I'm extremely self-sufficient. Um, my husband actually gets annoyed because he feels like, you know, you just (laughs) super woman, you act like you don't need me at all. Right. And so, but that one time a year, I I tell him, I need you the entire weekend. Don't mention work to me. Don't ask me, can you go to work? None of it. I need you. And so we have an understanding. So he knows, okay, when's the summit this year? Bet. I'm taking that weekend off. He's my person. 
So whatever needs to be picked up, whatever needs to be moved, whatever needs to be broken down, whatever needs to be boxed, whatever, he's my go-to. Um, and that is his level of me. I don't ask him to do anything outside of that. This is my baby. And for me, I tell him all the time, I say, I need this for me. Um, even some other business ventures that I'm um, looking to go into, I tell him all the time, this is not about you, babe. This is not a family thing. This is about me because this is something that I need. And then right. our family stuff is our family stuff. And, you know, we even, again, we go to therapy. We talk about it. Um, because there was, I felt like he didn't respect what I did. And that wasn't the case. It was just simply the way we communicate is very different. So to him, he's like, but I was there. You know what I mean? And to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. but you didn't say it was good or you didn't, you know what I mean? He's like, of course it was good. It's you, you know? So I think we just have to, um, with our spouses, give them a break. You know, we're again, super women. We're trying to do everything, be everything for everyone. But the reality is we doing too much. If I'm being honest, right. we are doing too much. <laughs> but I'm here for it. But it's it's ridiculous to think that your spouse can be everywhere and do everything. It's not possible. And that's that mm-hmm. eating the elephant one bite at a time. Whatever is important in that moment, that's what you focus on. There is no such thing as balance when you are a wife, a mother, and a business owner. <laughs> I think that's good. And I, what I took from that is, is that you're not going to find balance and doing all of that. And I've heard that before, especially in marriage. Like there's no such thing as 50, 50. Um, you it's have not to just show up where, wherever you, you need to just put a hundred percent in getting, you know, yep. giving yep. that much and of yourself. There are times, there are times where my husband has to give a hundred. I have nothing like legit. Like I have nothing that week. He has to give a hundred. And there are times where I have to give a hundred. Like this morning. Normally he will he'll make a couple bottles for our daughter before he goes to work. So that's one less thing I have to do. This morning he was like, I can't go. And I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Right. Some days, you know, there nobody's perfect. No day is going to be the same. And, you know, there is, no, like you're right, there is no 50-50. You just have to um, be your best when you can be your best. And when you're unable to be your best, your your spouse is there to kind of lift you up slack. and yeah. take, yep, take up that slack for you. <laughs> well, it was so great chatting with you. Um, yes. I, I, you know, it's, it's refreshing to be able to talk to women from my hometown doing things in spaces that really mean something to me as well. So I, for sure, I want to be one of those friends uh, at some point that can support. I want to be able to support in the ways that I can with what you're doing. Please keep me um, abreast of the things you have going on. And especially if I'm in town, I definitely want to. Oh, honey, you come in town, honey. We travel from all over the country, honey. Yes, I will. You come on in town. I will come in town. <laughs> well, what I meant was if I'm in the country, because my job has me all over the world half of the time. Oh, so it's hard. For me. Excuse me. <laughs> She's all over the world. She's global. <laughs> no, seriously. I love though, it. I will. I for sure want to come and support. You recording me wrong? 
episode of the boss moves podcast if you want to keep up with our guest kimberly dobine please find her on instagram at kimberly m dobine and if you want to follow her business page follow her at posh and popular and of course if you want to keep up with me erica pope your host follow me on instagram at the real mrs pope till next time keep making boss moves I don't wanna waste your time. Hey boy, don't you waste my time. I don't wanna waste your time.